The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. You need to have the mindset that you are willing to deal with confrontation and you're willing to engage in conflict, not violating another person's rights or another person's civil liberties in the process, but you're willing to engage in competition, conflict, and even deal with confrontation if necessary in order to get things the way that you want them to be. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOnDay.com And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never asked themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com.
gmail.com. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there, boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is stop avoiding confrontation and conflict. Before we get started with that, let me introduce you to a couple of points that maybe you heard before. I'm going to keep repeating them and make sure everybody gets them. Number one, I send out a text message every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point called the Daily Motivation. Someone out every week does the same thing for your week. We call that the Monday Motivation. You can receive either or both of those texts by being a member of my text community. You just have to text me. It is free to join the community at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you text me, the number's down below in the description as well. By the way, if you didn't catch it, you'll be in my text community and we'll tell you what your choices and options are from there. Secondly, work on your game university. Any of you who would like to work with me directly, I'll work with a select group of individuals, people who are looking to either are already in or looking to be in the top 2% of what you do. If that's not you, then this is not for you. You can just get my text and listen to the show and it's all good. But any of you who's in that top 2%, you want to be in the top 2%, text me, not text me, rather. You can join Work On Your Game University and work with me directly because I do not work with everybody directly. But you can find out how to work with me directly by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That link and the number to my text are both down below in the description to this episode, wherever you are consuming this. All that out the way, let's get into the topic, which is stop avoiding confrontation and conflict. First of all, let's define these words because those of you who are familiar with the show know I like to define these words when I'm using them. So we're all on the same page as to where I'm coming from and why I'm saying what I'm saying. So first of all, the definition of confrontation is a hostile or argumentative meeting or situation between opposing parties. Hostile or argumentative meeting or situation between opposing parties. A conflict is a serious disagreement or argument, typically a protracted one. Usually, when there's confrontation, it's usually because there's some form of conflict. Usually there's a conflict and that leads to some type of confrontation. Sometimes there can be a conflict and no confrontation and maybe it just simmers down and goes away. But often these two things, usually, usually if you see one, you see the other, right? So as I touched on this a few days ago in the episode on safe spaces, how you no know, conflict and confrontation and whether it's you creating a conflict, egging on a conflict, trying to avoid the conflict or someone is bringing the conflict to you, when you create success, especially if you're doing and or especially if you're doing something that kind of goes off the beaten path and it seems to be either working for you or in some way, shape or form irritating another person, there's going to be conflict. There will be confrontations sometimes in life and you can't seek or demand a safe space that shields you from these things occurring because they just happen. All right. So this is a great partner masterclass, if I may say so myself, to what I talked about in those episodes. So when you stop avoiding confrontation, and stop avoiding conflict, you will toughen yourself up mentally and emotionally. And because of that, you'll stop running away from these things. And instead, your willingness to go towards them will actually, and paradoxically, it'll reduce the amount of them that you will even need to have. Because as I get into my points, you'll understand how that actually works. That when you stop avoiding confrontation and conflict, then you usually end up having to deal with less of it. And I'll get to that in due time. Let's start with point number one, though. Today's topic, once again, is stop avoiding confrontation and conflict. Number one, success in life is about essentially how often you can get your way. That's essentially what success is. 
because success is defined by each individual person. Each of you gets to define your own success. What is success for you? And at different points in your life, different seasons, different times, different situations, you get to define what success looks like. You should clearly define what success looks like in every aspect and every point in your life so that you know what the goal is and what you're going towards, especially when you have other people working with you so that everyone can be on the same page as to where are we trying to go and what does success look, sound, and feel like. Because if people have different ideas of what success is, they're going to have a problem. I mean, think of a basketball team. One guy's version of success is we win the championship, but another player's version is I score 30 points per game, but that's not the role that the coach needs that player for, but that's his goal. That's his vision of success. That we don't get everybody on the same page. That team's probably going to fracture and not do as well as it could do simply because not everybody has the same goal. It's the same thing in any organization in which you are a part of. So you got to know what the goal is. When you are clear on your goal, success is about reaching the goal, right? getting things the way that you want them to be, which is what your goals are. Your goals shouldn't be defined by anyone else. So your goal is, by definition, you doing the thing that you want to do and getting the outcome that you would like to achieve. And because of this, sometimes you getting the thing that you want, your success, will be in direct conflict with someone else trying to get what they want, which is their success. Again, a simple example of this is in sports. Sports is a finite game, meaning everybody cannot win. So there's one boxer who has a boxing match and his goal is to win. And his opponent, they have a goal to win as well. They both can't win unless there's a draw. And that's not really a win because there's win, lose, and draw. So both of them want to win. They both have the goal of making another person lose. Well, those Goals are going to come in conflict, and now we got to find out who actually wins, and that's why they have the games, right? And that's why they say in sports, that's why we play the games, so we can find out what's what and who's who. And it's the same thing in other areas of life where sometimes you have the option of the infinite game, but then there's a finite game as well. Somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. In business, for example, everyone can make money, but not everyone can be number one in the market. All right, there, there can be multiple real estate agents in town who are all making money selling real estate, but there can only be one person who's at the top of the list of best real estate salespeople in town. And somebody's got to win and somebody has to be something less than winning. Whatever number one is, not everybody can be that. So sometimes your goal will be in conflict with other people's goals. And unlike in the Saturday morning cartoons that your kids watch, I don't know if they even have those anymore. I guess we just call them internet YouTube cartoons that your kids watch. Everything in life is not about compromise. And there are times in life when someone is not going to get what they want and someone is going to get what they want. And this is just how it works. Sometimes people have to sacrifice. This usually happens when you have multiple people working together that somebody, maybe multiple somebodies within a group, have to sacrifice something that they want personally in order to get something else that they may also want. There's the trade-off. I talked about this in episode, I believe it was 2174, that there are no perfect scenarios in life. There are only trade-offs. Let me make sure I'm giving you the right number so any of you want to check that episode. Yes, it's episode 2174. And you can find any episode in the history of the show by going to www, make sure you use the www.dreallday.com slash blog, B-L-O-G, blog, and then just put the number of the episode that I referenced. So www.dreallday.com slash blog slash, and then put the number of the episode, whatever it happens to be. Those links are also down below in show notes to these episodes. Uh, anyone that I reference is usually the link will be down below in the description. So. There are times in life, as I said, it's an infinite game. Everybody can win in some way, but there are also times when not everybody can win. As I told you, sports is an example. It's a finite game. There's a clear winner, there's a clear loser. And sometimes when there's a conflict and there's a winner and a loser, it's because there's no other reason 
if for no other reason, is because of the positions the people involved had taken. In other words, there are times in life when everybody could win, but everybody does not win simply because multiple people have made the decision that they want the same thing and there's only one of those things to be had, so everybody can't get it. All right. For example, not everybody can be the number one real estate salesperson in town, even though everybody in town could be making money selling real estate. All right. You're all winning in that way and that you're making money, but not everybody can have a number one spot because there's only one number one spot. So just because of the positions people have taken, and this happens in life, because sometimes people have the same goal, but there's not that many goals to be had. This is the reason why you hear people decry and trash participation trophy culture, where you try to give everybody a trophy as a winner when not everybody has actually won. And having clear winners and people feeling disappointed from not being the number one person, that drives people to do great things. It drives people to get better and it drives competition. And competition is a healthy natural thing. So anyone trying to destroy this or eliminate it by giving everybody equal billing when everybody ain't an equal level performer is a bad idea. And it's why I have trashed participation trophy culture. I'm pretty sure I did an episode on this. Let me let me see where it is. If I did do one, I will tell you where it is right now. Did I do one? I didn't do an episode specifically on participation trophy culture, but I have trashed the concept many times. Maybe at some point I will just address that point itself, but I've addressed it in many episodes here on the show. But finishing what we're here on, still on point number one. If you are unwilling to stake your claim and stand your ground within a conflict, you will find yourself losing a lot of what become finite games. In other words, you're going to find yourself in a lot of games that become finite just because you're not willing to stand your ground. So you end up having to compromise and bend in so many different ways that by the time you finally get whatever it is you're getting, it looks nothing like what you want. It's not even tangential to it. It doesn't even look like a, a close relative of the thing that you wanted because you're not willing to stand your ground. That's the only reason it happens. This is one of the reasons why I'm very thankful of my experience being an athlete now, before we got to where we are today. Now, while I would love for everything in life to be a win-win for everyone all the time, being an athlete helps you understand very clearly that that is not the reality. And I am willing to step into situations that are win-lose, i.e. finite games. Finite simply means everybody can't win. All right, somebody has to lose. I'm willing to step into those because sports is by definition designed that way and do what it takes to come out on top. Usually we call this competition. And you need to develop, everyone here, whether you're an athlete or not, you need to develop this mindset just in case you need to use it. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You need to have the mindset that you are willing to deal with confrontation and you're willing to engage in conflict, not violating another person's rights or another person's civil liberties in the process, but you're willing to engage in competition, conflict, and even deal with confrontation if necessary in order to get things the way that you want them to be. There is nothing wrong with this. I know that societally it's being taught to many people that this is somehow wrong or that you're doing something that's negative because you're not being more compromising or more nice or more friendly with everybody. But I don't believe in that at all. And you should remember that when you're looking around at what most people are thinking and what most ideas most people are espousing, usually the opportunity is in the opposite of that. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it though, you don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick, packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? 
That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now. And you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning, you got to take all these different pills. You don't even know what they are. You can't remember what's what. You don't even know what the ingredients are on these things. Say goodbye to all of that and try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is stop avoiding conflict and confrontation. Number two. Getting your way more often than not getting your way means that you will often come into conflict with others who are trying to get their way. And that means there will be a clash of desires. In other words, if you're the type of person who understands what I talked about in point number one, that you want to have your way most of the time in life, you want to get the things that you want. That's what success is about, getting things the way that you want them. That's what sales is about, getting things that you want. And you want to get your way more often than you don't get your way. In other words, you want to have a winning record, so to speak, in your life, which will probably make you feel successful in general then that means often you're going to come in conflict with other people who are trying to get their way. And everybody ain't winning. There will be a clash of desires between you and those other people. And this is especially true if you happen to have large, ambitious goals, which I would bet most of the listeners of this show have. You have large, ambitious goals. And by that, I mean, relatively speaking, compared to the average person, your goals are much bigger. And most of you are not aiming just to be average and just be okay. Anyone who has that type of mindset probably doesn't stay listening to a show like this one for long. So the question is, when this happens, your desires clash with another person's desires, what will you do? What's your response? When this happens, and it will happen, this is where you will find out what another person's internal fortitude level actually is. How much internal fortitude do they actually have? You're going to find out how tough a person is, how willing a person is to confront an issue, how willing a person is to deal with conflict, whether they are being engaged with or they initiate the conflict, whatever it is. In my experience, just as a general rule, just speaking about people in general, most people's fortitude, level of fortitude is rather low. Most people are relatively weak and often people's fortitude is comically paper thin. This is why the first thing you come in contact with when you come into work on your game university is our bulletproof mindset program, because I'm a firm believer in that the way that we view life, the way that we see things through our own mental lenses, also known as paradigms, plays the biggest role in who we are, what we do, and where we end up. The mindset and what is going on in between your ears, what's going on up in your head, that's the number one most important thing as far as the outcomes you achieve in life. Now, I know that most of 
you, most of us probably spend most of our days doing things that are more strategic and tactical. Like, what do I need to do? What actions do I need to take? What do I need to change? What do I need to stop? What do I need to start? How can I do things differently? You know, what's the how to and the action steps to achieving the goals that you want to achieve? Most of us spend all of our days doing stuff, trying to achieve our goals. However, and I'll reiterate what I just said. The most important aspect of us achieving what we want to achieve in life is the way that we think about things, not what we actually do, because the way that we think leads to what we do. So if you want to change what you're doing or you realize that what you're doing is not really getting you the outcomes that you want in the speed at which you want to achieve them, then the first thing you need to look at is not let me change the actions. The first thing you need to change is the way that you're thinking, and that will lead to a change in actions because you can't do the same things. If you change the way that you think or you change your mindset, your actions will change automatically. No human being can perform and behave in a way over an extended period of time that's incongruent with their mindset, with the way that they see themselves. So you want to change your actions, first change your mindset. And this is why we start with Bulletproof Mindset inside of Work On Your Game University. So regardless of where a person starts and regardless of their tangible resources, which again are the main things most people think about when they think about their outcomes, most important part is your mindset person could start at zero and become the most successful person in the community, regardless of the fact that they started with zero resources. They can outperform and outachieve people who had many more resources than they did. Do we have anyone ever seen that happen? Has any of you ever seen someone who started with a lot of resources and a ton of access, a head start, so to speak, and screwed it up, fumbled the ball and didn't get anything out of it? Their situation is worse than where they started after their behaviors. Of course we have. Because mindset is the most important aspect. So my willingness, personally, to confront people, to confront circumstances, and even deal with internal conflict in my own mind throughout my life is the reason why I can make the statements that I say here on this show and say them with complete conviction. And you can take what I just said, and you need to position yourself to where you can say that to yourself. I'll say the sentence again. Your willingness, I'm just putting it on you now, to confront people to confront circumstances, which may or may not involve people, and even deal with the internal conflict in your own head will be the reason why you can get to the level that you want to get to in life. Not because of the steps you took, the action steps, the strategies, the how-to, etc. Again, those are byproducts of your mentality. They don't cause the mentality. So this all comes down to a simple question. Here's the question. Are you willing to go to bat for what you want? That's a question for you to answer through your mindset, then your behaviors, and then it will show in your outcomes. Be, do, have in that order. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do, and you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book. How to separate yourself, the pro, from the amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is stop avoiding confrontation and conflict. Number three. 
in my experience, the person most willing to confront and engage in conflict gets their way a lot more often than those who always seek to bend, compromise, and get along, or those who just completely avoid the situation. You got people who bend, compromise, and get along because they actually do, they are actually engaging in the conflict, but they're doing so with a weak energy. Then you had the people who completely avoid the conflict. They just run away from it. That's an even weaker energy because they just don't even want to get into the situation in the first place. But the people who bend, compromise, and go along to get along. And let me tell you about the episode where I talked about going along to get along. That was episode number 2020, by the way, if you haven't listened to it. And then you got the people who completely avoid situations, which is kind of what I'm talking about here today. They achieve a lot less than the people who are willing to engage and confront and live in conflict, as they say, or as I'm saying, so to speak. The paradox of this goes right back to what I talked about in the Safe Spaces episodes. When you are willing to confront and engage with other people, especially in a situation in which conflict may arise or already exists, and people know that you are willing to, or they can even sense it in you. You ever be around a person that you can just tell that they are not uncomfortable with conflict? You ever just sense that in the person and without even knowing them or knowing anything about them? You only have to hear them talk. You can just tell by their energy. Like this person doesn't have a problem with conflict. When a person carries himself that way and other people can read it on you, people will often compromise and give you what you want without you needing to actually confront them in the first place. You may never even need to engage in conflict simply because people don't want to risk getting into the conflict in the first place. They don't want to deal with the confrontation with you because they judge you as someone who is, uh, I probably don't want to get into a conversation with this person because they probably are not afraid of it. On the other hand, if someone looks at you and they judge that you may be afraid of conflict, that you are unwilling to confront, they may use that conflict and confrontation of their own. They will use it as an offensive weapon against you simply because they know that you will back down, bend, compromise, and go along to get along. In other words, people will people will take advantage of you when they sense that they can take advantage of you. But if people sense that they cannot take advantage of you or through past experience, they know they cannot take advantage of you, they usually give you a loan to give you what you want without you having to do anything in the first place. This is how it works. This is how life works. If any of you saw the TV show, The Wire, it was on HBO probably about 20 years ago. It was in, in its heyday. And it's still out there these days. If you have an HBO subscription, or I don't know, whatever way you can get access to The Wire. The Wire went through, it was based in Baltimore, Maryland. It was a fictitious show, but it was based in real experiences of some guys who had worked in the governmental systems of Baltimore. So it was the people down at the docks. It was the drug trade. These are people who are worked in the police force. Then they focused on the police force. They also focused on the educational system. Now, one series was focused on, well, one part of the series, one season of the series, a couple of them, actually, were focused on the drug trade in Baltimore, the street stuff going on in Baltimore. And there was a notorious drug robber. He wasn't a drug dealer, but he would actually rob drug dealers, this guy named Omar. Omar's whole thing was he would, you, he carried around his really big shotgun and he would rob drug dealers in Baltimore. He was notorious amongst drug dealers as a guy who robbed drug dealers. So people were always on the lookout for Omar because he would rob them. He robbed drug dealers. And Omar had such a notorious reputation that there was one day in the series, it was like the open, cold opening to the show, where Omar was in his home and he realized that he didn't have any more cereal. He was out of cereal. He wanted to eat some breakfast cereal, didn't have any. So he grabs his robe 
and he grabs a, a gun, which is a significantly smaller than the shotgun he carried around, but still a pretty big gun. He put it in his waistband because he always carried his gun because he knew he was notorious for robbing people. So a lot of people want to kill him. So he needed to carry guns in case he needed to defend himself. He walked to the neighboring corner store. He bought himself some cereal. Now, while he was on his way either to the store or from the store, he stopped by an abandoned building. He just posted up against the building, just leaned against the building, and he lit up a cigarette. He just stood there in this abandoned building. There was no one else around, and he just lit up the cigarette. Now, while he had been walking down the alleyway, a bunch of kids, these young kids, and they were all introduced into the drug game. They got introduced very young. So you had eight-year-olds seeing Omar, and they're all going running away. Like, Omar's coming, Omar's coming. They were all afraid of this guy. They had been taught to be afraid of this guy because of his reputation for robbing drug dealers. And these kids were working for the drug dealers. They would do stuff like be lookouts. Hey, the cops are coming. They weren't, they weren't doing big time stuff, but they all knew to be afraid. of him. So he's standing by this abandoned building, Omar, smoking a cigarette. No one's around. And then out of the top window of this abandoned building that he was standing next to, the window opens and some drug dealers who were working in that abandoned building, they dropped a package of their drugs out the window and it landed right at Omar's feet. And Omar was shocked by it. He was surprised by it because he didn't even know there were people inside the building. He was just standing there smoking a cigarette innocently. At least in this moment, he was being innocent. He didn't know there were drug dealers inside the house, but the drug dealers were very aware that he was outside of the house. And they assumed that Omar, this notorious robber of drug dealers, was just standing there waiting for them to throw the drugs out because, again, they were thinking that he was thinking that he didn't want to have to come in there and kill them. So they just said, let's just give him the drugs and surrender here without having to get in a conflict with this guy because we know his reputation. And Omar took the drugs. He did take them because he was a robber of drug dealers. He said, they're going to throw me free drugs. I'll take them. And what he would do, he would sell a little bit of drugs himself, but he would often sell the drugs back to the dealers that he had stolen from. But he takes the drugs home with him and he sees his, his partner. Omar was actually gay. That was another uh, angle to this whole Omar story. And he sees his, his lover is in the apartment and when he goes inside his friend, who was also went with Omar, his drug dealer robbing sprees, says, hey, you got a pack of drugs. Hey, this is good, right? We can use this to make some money. And Omar, now he went on to say, I don't even want it because now I got this from some guys who I don't even respect. Like Omar robbed the drug dealers who he respected, even robbed little small time dealers who he didn't even feel were a threat to him. He would only rob the guys who he felt like were equal opponents, equal level opponents. Let's call it that. The whole point of the, me telling you the story is that Omar has such a strong reputation for confrontation, creating confrontation with a big gun and being willing to use that gun that the drug dealers in town were all so afraid of him that they would surrender their drugs to him even when he wasn't asking for them. And that's the whole point. And it's the same thing with you. When you develop the reputation as being a person who does not back down, is not willing to compromise, when you want something, you want it, and you are willing to get involved in conflict in order to get it. People will remember that about you. People will know that about you. And most people, I will say most people, will rather avoid getting into that situation with you again in the future or being the next one to be in that situation with you than to have to deal with it. Because most people, as a general rule, are afraid of conflict and they want to avoid confrontation at all costs. So you can use that offensively, again, not to violate anybody, but you can use this in a way to work for you. This is the value of going through life with a fully installed bulletproof mindset. It does most of the work for you. As the saying goes, your reputation precedes you. With all that said, let's recap today's class. Which is stop avoiding confrontation and conflict. Confrontation is defined as a hostile or argumentative meeting or situation between opposing parties and 
Conflict is a serious disagreement or argument, typically a protracted one. Point number one, success in life is about essentially how often you can get your way. And sometimes you getting your way is in direct conflict with someone else trying to get their way and everybody cannot win. Are you willing to deal with that? Number two, getting your way more times than not means that sometimes you're going to be dealing with someone else who wants to get their way more times than that as well. And both of you can't win. What are you going to do? All right. This is where you can find out someone else's internal fortitude. You can actually find out your own as well, how tough they and you are and how willing they and you are to be in conflict. In my experience, most people are rather weak in these areas as a general rule, but that does not mean you should go around like thinking that everyone's like that because every now and then you're going to run into someone who is absolutely not like that. So you must use your best judgment and discernment. Number three, in my experience, the person most willing to confront and engage in conflict gets their way a lot more often than those who always seek to bend, compromise, and get along. That does not mean that you need to be a jerk and just start conflicts with people on purpose to get your way because that can eventually backfire and be used against you as well. You have to have the fingertip feel to have judgment. This is, again, the skill of discernment that situation by situation, you have to make the right judgment call as to do I turn this into a conflict or do I look for a way to compromise? Or can I be nice about this while still being firm and getting my way? And any of you who works in uh, office building, office politics, there's times where you've been, there's times where you can put your foot down, there's times when maybe you got to give some ground. So you develop this judgment by going through life and you develop good judgment by making bad judgment calls, but you don't want to make all trial and error. You want, don't want everything to be all trial and error. So any of you who is in a situation like this where Sometimes you have to kind of decide. You got to gauge. Right, do I go hard on this one? Do I fall back on this one? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? I know what my outcome is, but I don't know which way to go about. Now, those are the people who I work with specifically in working your game university and coaching situations where, OK, I want this outcome, but I know if I do it this way, that could get really messy. I would love it for it to happen this way, but I want to do something to kind of catalyze that happening. All right, those are the people who I coach. Uh, this is all strategic thinking and planning ahead of time. So. Any of you who is in those type of situations, the university would be a great place for you. So with all that said, text me so you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894 and work on your game university.com. That's the place where you can work with me directly. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. Go to work on your game university.com link down below in the description. And that's that, everybody. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com. I don't know if you noticed, but I drink a lot of water. Aside from the AG1 I take every day and my protein shake, I drink 200 ounces of water every single day, which is a lot of water. So if you're like me and you're tired of dealing with plastic bottles, 
and you're craving a better way to quench your thirst because you're tired of ingesting plastic that comes from drinking out of a plastic bottle because that's what you're doing by the way if you didn't know i want you to say hello to aqua true the coolest reverse osmosis water purifier out there with aqua true you can say goodbye to those plastic bottle woes because you know what happens when you get done with that bottle after you get done drinking plastic it ends up in the ocean it ends up in landfills it just ends up hurting the environment so how about we stop doing that no more wasting money no more environmental guilt just pure refreshing water whenever you want it so you can sip on goodness without that plastic mess in the process and guess what as a special treat you're going to get 100 dollars off of any of aqua true's awesome models that's whether it's the aqua true classic aqua true connect aqua true undersink or aqua true carafe you'll be sipping smartly and saving money so think about this no more lugging those heavy cases of bottled water. You ever see somebody walking around with it in the elevator or going up the steps with a big case of bottled water? You don't need to do that anymore. You can stop drinking plastic because it's not good for you. No more worried about hitting chemicals that's in that plastic or in your tap water. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technique zaps away contaminants, giving you pure, tasty hydration right there in the comfort of your own home. So when you are ready to upgrade your drinking game, which you should be right now, based on what I just told you, head over to workonyourgame.com slash AT. That's for Aqua True. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and explore the Aqua True lineup. You're going to get $100 off any filter you decide to get involved with because great water should not cost an arm and a leg. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT. Workonyourgame.com slash AT. Quench your thirst the Aqua True way and enjoy the freedom of pure, refreshing water, hassle-free. Get your Aqua True today.